Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Um, welcome to episode 66 of Guitar Stories Podcast. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hello, Andy. I'm very good. And uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. It was a stressful day. I'm very tired, but I was looking so much forward to tonight's show. So uh, yeah, here we are, and it's good to be back. How can it be stressful? You just play guitars all day, surely. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what people think. <laughs> Wonderwall all night long. Yep. Oh, mate. Yeah, that, that no, would be like, a dream. That could be hell, actually. Because is that hell? Is that hell just forced to play Wonderwall all day? Yeah, why not? It could be. Mm. Yeah, you're surrounded by, like, uh, I don't know, it's surrounded by Hitler, a couple of popes, and uh, Putin, and then Liam Gallagher singing Wonderwall for you 24 7. Huh. That's one out of four is not bad. I'm not going to tell you which one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Uh, before we bring in and talk to our wonderful guest, let's just do some quick movie chat. Um, oh, yeah. Before we also welcome to the people in the live chat as well. well. We'll do that in a moment. And welcome if you're listening to the audio version. Hello. Please drive safely. Uh, Dan, this week I went to the cinema and watched a movie. Oh, which movie could that be? To all the podcast listeners, he's taking a sip from a Batman themed. Uh... What's that? How do you call that? It's a sippy cup. <laughs> Sip, sippy cup, yeah. Sippy cup. He's taking a sip from his bad cup. The bad cup, yes. <laughs> because you um, watched a certain movie that I was I watched, excited about. I didn't watch a Batman or some Batman. I watched the Batman. Great. And obviously you and I spoke uh, uh, just after the movie finished and this similar to you you said that you you didn't know what to think of it and so I was in the same boat I genuinely did not know if I enjoyed the movie or if it was a good movie or a bad movie I didn't know I was just like blown away and then the day after I'm I'm pretty sure that I absolutely freaking loved it mm -hmm. uh, so much so much good stuff not not great. I have some issues with it. That's maybe for another day, another discussion, another podcast. But I loved it. I, I came out. If uh, for me, if I don't come out of a movie thinking I'm the main character for at least ten minutes, then I haven't enjoyed it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I pretty much thought I was Batman for a while. Yeah. I enjoyed I'm it not. as well. And like I said, I, I had some issues with it because when I when I left the cinema, I was like undecided whether I liked it or I hated it, but. You know, there came so many questions up during the night and next morning and a lot of discussion with the wife about the movie. And I really I really made my peace with it in a, in a very positive way that I said it was not necessarily what I had expected. I mean, to be honest, it, was, it wasn't at all what I had expected because I had like that amazing, I am Batman, you know, uh, Christian Bale, Batman and, and, and those movies in, my, in, in the back of my head. And that was the complete opposite because, you know, the movie was so much centered around a Batman that is torn inside and that is not really, that is already transformed into Batman and not really um, Bruce Wayne anymore. You know, the other, other, other. Hang, hang on, hang on. Spo spoiler alerts just for anyone who hasn't seen no it. Spoilers. A bit, no, no. Tiny bit too late, but. No, you no just spoiler. told that you just told them that Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's a spoiler. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but usually, you know, you ask yourself, okay, how how good of a Bruce Wayne is a certain actor, you know, Correct. Keaton or Bale, but with Kilmer, Pat, Pat Kilmer, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the nipple, but with uh, West. yeah, oh, the king, 
but with Pattinson, it, it wasn't necessarily, is he the right Bruce Wayne? It was like, is he the right Batman? And I had to say, definitely. He was an amazing Batman. And uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed can it. I I enjoyed can it. I propose a theory? Yeah, Like, please, you know that like, Batman is the night one and Bruce Wayne is the day one. And that they should be very contrasted in personality normally, as we've as we've learned. But in this movie, spoilers, uh, it's kind of the same moody guy. Um, yeah. Just one's wearing a Batman costume, one isn't. I mm -hmm. think in the future he's going to come to peace with the you know his two personalities, and I think his Bruce Wayne will be more philan philanthropic, philanthropic. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be more of the regular Bruce Wayne, like the happy Bruce Wayne that we're used to. And then Batman will be super dark. I think he'll do more stuff for Gotham City because the mayor, spoilers, you know, he gets asked to do that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. this Good is movie. not a Batman podcast. Good movie. Yeah. Recommend Watch you go it. and see it if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it already, then Batman does a lot of a lot of punching, a lot of kicking, a lot of... Mm. Lot of the oh my goodness, sorry, hang on. Before we move on, Nirvana soundtrack made my life. Batman theme was the Imperial March with a few notes missing and something the way thrown in. <laughs> yeah. And the actual sound that I experienced in the theater was phenomenal. And I came out of there with my ears had been filled with joy. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. So the sound alone worth going. Anyway, you and let's say hello to our live chat people. We've got Valeria, we've got Sarang, we've got Guitar Ruckus, uh, we've got Puninja, we've hello, got. Pete. Please scroll, please scroll, little thing. A lot of chat from those today. Uh, Gary, mm -hmm. hi Gary. We've got Fret Look. Hello, Fret Look. Uh, you could freshen up your frets with Fret Look. Oh, we should really get some money from those guys. Mm. <laughs> uh, Christopher Lewis, hey Christopher. Uh, David Schneider, RaxFX is not here, but if you you are watching the future, I know. So hi, RaxFX in the past or future, whichever way. Ah, oh, so that's a nice little surprise for you when you come back. <laughs> uh, Dan, we have a guest this evening, a very very special guest. Yep. I mean, all our guests are special. None are more special than others, but sometimes they are. Yeah, it's. Justin or Justin Humba, you know, in German you would actually pronounce him Justin, like the the proper, <laughs> the proper German way. Our guest tonight is uh, Justin. Yeah, let's 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 stick with Justin because we're English speaking podcast. So our guest is uh, for episode sixty six, and it's a very special episode. It's a very special guest as well, Justin Hombach. Um, and I've prepared a little bit of a you know rundown on who he is. So I hope he will dig what I have to say. Justin Hombach is a Frankfurt, Germany-based progressive metal guitar player and educator. As a teenager, he dropped out of school and went to study jazz guitar in Frankfurt. Later, he would tour Germany and Europe with two metal bands. And last year, he joined his Ibanez brothers from power metal band Eternity's End with guitar god Christian Münzner and Lord of the Six Strings, Linus Klausenitzer. And they eagerly wait the pandemic to end in order to conquer the festival stages. Besides touring, and recording, Justin is teaching and coaching a new generation of shred guitar on his YouTube channel and talks all things guitar with his friend Fabian in his a very entertaining podcast called Let's Talk Guitar. And I dare to say, Andy, I dare to say it's probably yes. the second best guitar podcast that's out there. No way. Just behind 60 Cycle Hum. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Justin was and is also a guitar teacher for many hot cats in the in the biz, like Simple Plans Jeff Stinko or Unprocessed Manuel Gardner Fernandez. 
that's quite a resume, right? Very and, much so. Yeah. And lastly, Justin went viral on YouTube when he released a meticulously cre uh, created cover of Dream Theater song The Alien only hours after its released in August last year. Just recently, he has released his very first online course called The Zen of Speed Picking, in which you learn shredding with the latest methods in a very entertaining way. I tried it out myself. It's, it's very good. I actually have it even on my phone with me. Um, and last but not least, Je uh, Justin is a fellow Ibanez player, official Ibanez artist, and a fun guy to talk to that is available for quick guitar help whenever he is needed, even at 4 a.m. And why he's awake at 4 a.m., how he's able to do covers within 24 hours, and much more we'll discuss with him. So let's welcome him. Hello, Justin. Yay! Justin. Hello, 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 everybody. How are you doing? Great hey. to be here. Great to be here on the Guitar Stories with the awesome Andy and uh, Dan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone who gets the dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hope you're doing great so far, everybody, and welcome hello to the chat as well. And yes, hi, great to be here. Welcome. Can I just say, Dan, in your intro, there were some phenomenal German names. There were some great German names. I enjoy a German name as much as the next guy, but there were some classics in there, and uh, quite quite a resume there, Justin. So, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Great to be yeah. here on the show. Yeah. Hi. Well, the, well, the first comment is epic tash, epic moustache. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> first thing I noticed about you when I was what well, when I was watching your your uh, Zen of speed picking trailer today was the first thing in that video. I'm like, that's that's a quality tash. Yeah, <laughs> you need something nowadays to get out of the masses, and mm -hmm. well, when it's not guitar playing and not the beauty of the rest itself, then it's the moustache. I mean, <laughs> I'm not like Manuel Gardner Fernandez who could be working as a model besides guitar playing, so I need something to get the people attracted to me. <laughs> <laughs> so mustache it is. <laughs> nice. yeah, so mustache it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. very, very envious, jealous, and um, yeah, saddened <laughs> by your wonderful facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. so guitar stories podcast we're going to learn your guitar story today justin we're going to talk about your course a little bit i've checked out the trailer as i said um my picking is is okay could be a lot better so your course could be something for someone like me um we're going to find out some dark dirty deep secrets uh <laughs> But first, we're going to talk about some news of the week. Uh, and then you, Justin, have got a, a gear pick. Dan's got a gear pick of the week. I've got a gear pick of the week. And um, I believe hell is going to freeze over, Dan, during uh, picks of the week this week in, in oh, gear yeah. picks. To everyone out there and all the people listening Ooh. to the podcast, hell freezes over in this episode. All right. Wait <laughs> for it and see. Okay. Okay. Where's Andy? I don't know if he's pretending to be frozen or if he really is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Did that just freeze for everybody? Or yeah. Just, just me? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I'm, an I'm epic here. still. It was an epic still. It's an epic still. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. 
Thanks. Go back. Yeah. Um, Dan, news, guitar news. Over to you, my friend. All right. Can I have an image, please? Because yeah. I guitar news. Am, am, I, am I here? <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. I'm trying. This this uh, handsome young chap is Mark Tremonti. And uh, yesterday he announced a new record. And I was like, no, nah, he can't be serious. Because Mark Tremonti announced a Frank Sinatra covers album uh, for a very good cause in support of the National Down Syndrome Society. A little bit of background. I think um, his, his daughter also um, suffers from back, uh, um, Down Syndrome. So he's, he's very much committed to, to, you know, creating awareness for that. And, uh, you know, aside from, from that very good cause, I was like very skeptical and, and I couldn't really, I couldn't really, you know, get it into my head. How could Mark Tremonti be someone who's covering Frank Sinatra in a proper way? And I was like, yeah, that's probably, you know, all studio work and, and, and stuff. And then I watched the behind the scenes, the making of trailer, and he was recording with, the actual musicians that were on tour with Frank Sinatra. You see some of his live singing. You see a lot of footage of him practicing with his daughter, um, you know, singing to her in the sleeve and, and everything. And it was it was heartwarming. I was deeply impressed by the musical versatility that this guy have. And you know, you know, and yourself, I'm a big Mark Tremonti fan. Uh, and uh, I was impressed to see how much more depth that he has. And uh, yeah, I'm I'll definitely I'm definitely going to pick up the album because I like the cause. I like that he's doing that. And uh yeah, I wish all the best to him, to his family, and to his daughter Stella. And I hope that this album will be a big success and that a lot of people will share it. Uh, because I think this was what, what he was eyeing on to have like the people share that stuff with audiences that not necessarily would gravitate towards uh Frank Sinatra, you know, slash and, and those kind of likes. So I hope a lot of people, you know, get the word out. I'll post about it tomorrow as well. And uh yeah, I was I was deeply impressed by it. So hats off, Mark. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know who it was, you, you wouldn't guess Mark Tremonti. I don't think, uh, not because you don't believe he's a good singer, but just genuinely that that move is a strange one musically, and it works. It's beautiful. So if you haven't heard it yet, I, I urge you to. There's a, there's a YouTube video you can find it and uh, go and find that and have a listen, and then you know throw some cash their way in any way that you possibly can. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful music. Oh. In fact, I wish I could listen. I'm going to listen to it right now in my head just for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. The ability to do that and not get demonetized is amazing. <laughs> it's all in your head. It's yeah. all, in your it's all head. up here. Now, that's what happens when I freeze, by the way. Whenever I freeze or, or I go off screen, I'm actually listening to Mark Tremonti singing Frank Sinatra. So <laughs> in case I'm not here at some point, that's what I'm doing. Um, I've, yeah. I have a question. I have a question to go you on. guys. If, 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 if there was a some sort of guilty pleasure or hidden hidden um, ability for you guys, what would it be? Like what musical style or what, what singer that you can imitate? Well, is there is there anything, any kind of guilty pleasures that you have? Yeah, well, I when I was 18, I was able to rap the complete uh, Sugar Hill Gang rapper's delight, which goes like 12 minutes or something like that. And I still, I, I think I would still get the first like two or three minutes out of uh, from my head. But yeah, back in the day, I was able to rap the complete 12 minutes of rapper's delight. All yeah. right, give us give us the first eight lines. Go. Okay, I said a hit. 
Hop, the hippie, the hippie, the hip, hip, hop, you don't rock the jumper with a bang, bang, boogie. So up, jump the boogie to the rhythm like a boogie to be. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the friend, and me, the mic, and my friends, we're going to try to move your feet. See, I am Wonder Mike, and I like to say hello. Oh, yeah, now, yes, but now, it's, now it's getting difficult. To the black, <laughs> to the right, the to the black, to the white, the brown, and the green, the purple, and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie, to up jump, the boogie to the red, bam, bam, boogie, let's rock. You don't stop, rock the rhythm, and make your body rock. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Like that. That. that was impressive. Congratulations. I mean, I mean, we gotta, we gotta be a little bit serious here. Please, Justin, don't quit your day job. <laughs> But still. yeah, but okay. Still. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm we're going to be honest. Yeah, dude, my, my day job currently is practicing guitar all day long, so there's nothing <laughs> right now. I hear you, <laughs> Andy. What about you? I, I definitely can't top that. I didn't know you were meant musically, but I thought yeah. you just meant some sort of thing. And the first thing that came into my head was I wanted to be able to drift, like in in Tokyo Drift at Fast Fast and Furious. I don't know why that came into my head. If I had a secret <laughs> skill, it would be drifting a car. Oh, anyway, right. uh, <laughs> musically, I don't, it'll it'll probably change tomorrow. But that's the first thing that came to my head. Musically, I would actually like to be sing like Paul McCartney, because his oh. voice is so high and so melodic, and, and he can scream like in Helter Skelter. And I can't sing that way. So that that's that's what I'd like. If that's the question, that's my answer. If that's not the question, then that's still my answer. <laughs> Thanks. But also, I, I people that know my past, if you watch, because we're on Facebook as well, by the way, Dan, um, you'll know that I also used to do uh, lots of cover singing and stuff like that. And there was some stuff I was rubbish at, and some stuff I, you know, was was passable at. And uh, Paul McCartney was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So that that's that's my answer. Dan, do you have an answer? What what what's your hidden musical? thing that's not not guilty obvious pleasure. guilty pleasure. yeah I, also i don't believe in guilty pleasures just to throw that out there i think oh. you know it, it's 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 something that shouldn't exist anymore yeah yeah of course i mean there's so much variation going on and you should be able to to listen to everything and but you know let's let's put it that way like uh unexpected <laughs> abilities you know that people would, would not necessarily expect from you oh in, right in a musical oh. way you know like being able to play the mandolin like crazy or being able to drift in a car. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming up talentless, but uh, yeah. Uh, Dan, you do a pretty good ukulele improvisation as we proved recently on the show. So I think you should probably go with that. Yeah, but that's pretty close to the actual guitar. Like singing wise, when I was a kid, like I was I was, I was, I was so in love with the, the, the blonde girl from Ace of Base. And I could sing, you know, the female yeah. parts, the male parts, and everything. But you know, I, I wow. can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. it's far yeah. from a guilty pleasure. So whilst yeah. you were doing that, whilst you were doing that, Justin was learning the words of the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I have to say, I'm also a big fan of '90s European uh, kind of techno music. I yeah, always like to rave at that at some parties, and I'm not to stop when the scatman john is coming up and yeah there you go one of my first experiences of the, the german language was modo and eins zwei polizei and I, <laughs> I, vis I visited germany when i was 13 and bought the <laughs> bought the single 
And um, track four, if anyone's got the single, track four is the best remix. <laughs> mm. Great. Yeah. It's the best one. But that's some quality music, you know. If you 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 were lucky, just imagine you were into real to real as a as an English uh, learner, and the only thing you hear is no 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 dance no limits no no reach for the sky no mountains too high no we need hang hang on hang on if we're gonna do this let's do it properly hang on for the people watching the video well for anybody generally speaking I'm sorry but but hang on. <laughs> do do that. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> My lights are flashing behind me in case anyone's wondering on the audio version. Anyway, <laughs> um I don't play our video stings. You know the 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 history of the guitar stories podcast is that we always have a technical issue and somebody loses connection or somebody's mic or camera doesn't work and Dan runs off and has to refocus the camera or we just <laughs> lose the stream entirely we've we've changed this new way of streaming recently and it seems to all be working except when i play a video clip um okay. so i'm i'm kind of scared to press the button but i want to i want to hear our theme for the gear pick so um let's let our guests choose justin would you like dan's pick to be first this week or my pick Andy. to be first this week okay <laughs> okay clear <laughs> Of the week. Oh, I don't think it froze. Amazing. Cool. <laughs> We're back. Yes. Nice. Right. Well, um, I hope you all got a jacket near you or some kind of warm thing because hell is about to freeze over for my pick of the week is the Gibson Theodore. I love it. I love it <laughs> so, so, so much. Okay. So, so much. Okay. And I, I'm not. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. It's not because you know. It's. It's. I don't know anything special. I just saw it, eh? and fell in love. Okay. How do you call this kind of fetish to be in love with some sort of guitar? Well, it's a sickness, as we all know. It's. It's an absolute sickness. And some. Some guitars just make me excited. And um, I wanted to see if there would be something that excited me more this week you know in, in the upcoming days to the the podcast and there are a few things so a, a big shout out to the dl4 mark ii and dan showed me some ernie ball stuff that's just been released that also excited me but nothing has excited me in the past seven days as much as the gibson theodore i love it it's like an sg that's gone all quirky and kind of melted and i love sgs I just didn't expect to be pick, picking a Gibson on the show because it doesn't happen very often, if ever. I don't like the price. Let's get that out there. I think the custom shop price is insane or rather a good business move from Gibson because they've kept it custom shop to make it big and expensive and, you know, lawyers, guitars. If they did a version of that that was sort of maximum $1,200 or dare I say an Epiphone version, I think that would be a very successful guitar. All right. Um, nice. May I may I jump in here? And, and, yeah, uh, jump and in, I, jump straight in. I was I was completely um, 
I was intrigued by the fact that they kind of recreated some of the original designs because that adds a lot of story to it. And to me, it, it's all about, you know, that fascinating part of creating the guitars and how that whole process comes up with someone, you know, sketching something, then they do some, you know, modeling with clay maybe or something or even a CAD on the computer. And then they create the model. So I was I was really intrigued and watch a lot of videos about the guitar. But then I, I kind of had in my, the back of my head that I've I've seen that design already. And then I sent Andy a picture. And I don't know if you can put that on the screen. That would be interesting. I just forwarded you on WhatsApp again. There was a Tokai. Yeah. So Justin Scumper to Tokai is there. That is so similar to it. And that kind of, I don't know, it, it took a lot away from, from the originality that that design that they realized came about. Because, you know, it is, it, they might have been the original designers of that. But they didn't bring it out, and Tokai brought it out. So nowadays, they are basically copying what Tokai brought to the market, and that kind of, you know, takes away a little bit of the fascination from it. And also, like you said, the price tag—I mean, five grand—that could have been a very nice Epiphone project. It's it's very much Wiltshire Epiphone Wiltshire that kind of area. Yeah. Uh, certainly not that kind of price. Justin, how are your thoughts on that? Any thoughts on the Gibson Theodore? <sighs> I like the headstock. <clears throat> it's like the the classical uh, from the Gibson Explorer uh, headstock, and uh, yeah, but the rest of it, it's not really my kind of type. Um, but yeah, everybody like he wants this guitar to be. So yeah, it's okay. I liked in the picture. Uh, can you bring up the picture again from the Theodore that you had already? No, the other one where the three are standing in a row with the... Yeah, I like that scrambled door in the right side of it. It's, it, it <laughs> <laughs> really fits to the name of Theodore, to be honest. Uh, you, you like okay. the door of the cupboard yeah, next yeah, to the yeah. guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was really well, fascinating, the story behind this. Maybe watching they spent, some videos. <laughs> they spent thousands of dollars for staging those guitars and preparing everything for the photo shoot. And then all you see is the background. <laughs> I, I have a joke, a joke ready that has just come to my mind, but I need okay. to prepare you before it comes so that you're prepared for how bad this joke is. <clears throat> All right. I am very excited about the Gibson Theodore. I cannot wait for the follow-up models, Simon and Elvin. Ooh, uh, some quality chipmunk jokes. Very thank you nice. very much. Thank you. Thank you. You may laugh now, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's, very it's nice, a very funny man. joke. Very funny yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, I, I just sent you another picture of the original drawing. Oh, come on, really? <laughs> work for the money, come on. Do you, know how much, do you know how much work it is to put a photo? It's not much work at all, it's okay. It's <laughs> I mean, I like that kind of history. You know, if you see those those uh, images that they came up with from the archives, it, I think it says uh, 57, 18th of March, 57. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. I mean, they, they made a few changes. You can see that in the promo video as well just you know in terms of yeah. us usability and mm -hmm. uh you know how everything you know was supposed to you know come down also production wise but i gotta say there's one unique thing that i'd completely dig about a guitar and this is the upper bevel is round in the area where you usually put your where you rest your arm and it gets edgy towards the upper cutaway and that's some yeah. serious serious good engineering huh. yeah. yeah i wish they'd kept the pick guard of the original drawing i think the way the pit guard goes into the lower horn is beautiful mm -hmm. yep. um 
looking at the original drawing, it looks like it's raised like a Les Paul pick guard is, and the the actual one they've made is just flat to the body. So I'd be happy with it flat to the body, just mm -hmm. the shape that it was in the original drawing. I don't mind the fact that they've put this uh, little switch on the, the thing away. Uh, I like the Explorer headstock, as you said, Justin. It's I think it really, really fits. Um, they've got mini humbuckers, or these kind of mini weird humbucker things on the original drawing. That would have been funky, but you know everybody loves a p90 as far as i know so mm. yeah the one thing is I, I i don't expect to win you know best gear of the week choice with this one okay. i expect okay. that my choice will get burned this week but i don't care I you care like the bit. tulip guitar so go with it. i'm just being honest that's all i'm just <laughs> being honest i like that guitar very much and i'm done i'm done um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to check a look at the chat while you guys, who, who's going next? You, you two decide. I'll, I'll take a look at the chat. Mm, let's, let, let's do the, the order like we are in on screen. So yep. let, let's do Justin next. Okay. All right. Well, I have to say first that I was a little bit, um, yeah, surprised by Dan for inviting me today. And he told me like, yeah, you have to choose a gear, which is new and from the last couple of weeks. And I'm not really into this kind of, okay, what's new on the gear side. Um, so I was scoring the internet a little bit and I found something that I picked, uh, of course, the new Jeff Loomis signature, which was coming out last week from Jackson. Um, why that? Because not only is Jeff Loomis one of my biggest influences, and um, yeah, I was totally surprised and totally uh, screwed when on a Tuesday morning <coughs> I uh, opened my Instagram and saw a DM from Jeff Loomis in my Instagram that he's messaged me like, uh, how much he likes solos from uh, the Eternities and stuff that I'm doing, which was completely, <laughs> completely crazy. <laughs> Best day of my life. Um, no, and I really like the new Jackson signatures from him. Um, as much as you can tell, Jeff Loomis is a big shred guy. So I would say the playability of this guitar should be pretty good and should be pretty awesome. And I'm not much of a Floyd player, I have to be, I have to say, but yeah, I can go with it and see more Duncan pickups and the wood. What possibly can you do wrong? I think the only thing that sh could be wrong with this kind of guitar is the pricing. I'm not really sure how much it this kind of version costs right now but i remember in the past this first signature from jackson was kind of 3k something around that so i assume that this guitar can also be around this kind of price range um and that's a little bit expensive for me to be honest uh but yeah otherwise i think you could do nothing wrong with this guitar instead of it's not an Ibanez. This is something where you can do something wrong with this guitar. <laughs> see? <laughs> see, he's doing my job. He's doing yeah. my job. Isn't that great? Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. By the way, we, we can talk prices. Um, I, I just checked it. It's 1800 bucks. Oh, 1800 Oh, Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. That changed yeah. okay, everything. That's... Okay, I think, yeah. I, I think I go to Jackson now. Uh, goodbye, Ibanez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's let's, let's just um let's yeah. point out it's a seven string by the way and yeah. it's uh extended scale uh 26 and a half am i, am I yeah. right there right. Yeah. correct which is a very very um well received scale nowadays we see that also with the oh right here what a coincidence yeah. with the rgd 
Yeah. Uh, then we have the, the always prepared. The, always with, prepared. <laughs> with the Evertune, that's also twenty six point five, and a lot of guitar players they really dig it. It's a little bit different of a feel, but uh, it's very comfy as well. It's not I... too much of a of a of a transition from twenty five point five to twenty six point five. I like it a little bit more when it's with the fan fretted, um, because then in the higher register is a little bit lower scale to shred and do some fast things there. Yeah, but mm -hmm. yeah, for riffing, mm -hmm. it's totally awesome to have the twenty six point five scale. Yeah. On a seven string. Yeah. yeah. The neck through um, construction is pretty neat on the on the Jackson. I got to say. Eighteen hundred bucks. That's that's good. There's a. Uh... There's a few yeah. other guitars in that uh, that sort of price range that I would like to put them up against. Um, yeah. Not a shredder, but a big fan of the looks. I love the the blackout look and the ebony yeah. fretboard. I think it's, yeah, it's I think it's a gorgeous looking guitar. It's very yeah. subtle. It's it's not so much in your face, which I also like on a lot of guitars. But I also like this kind of more classic kind of look, which is a little bit more subtle. It's classic metal, right? With the sh with the inlays, you know, the, yeah. the, the yeah. kind of. Proloid shark fin. It's a, a different shark fin than what, what Ibanez has, but also a classic Jackson style. Mm -hmm. um, also, like the combination of a basswood body with a, a, a sandblasted ash top. Mm -hmm. you know, so you have you have the best of both worlds. You have consistency of, of weight and, and sound from the basswood, because that was actually why basswood was used or, or picked back in the 80s, because with mahogany and all the different woods, you had a lot of variation when it came down to, to tone and, and also to weight. And basswood was much more within a very narrow corridor when it came to to the actual uh, dimensions. Mm, so um, that's that's pretty cool. And, and I think you know, ash sandblasted ash is always a pretty cool look. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I've just got to pick up what Poo Ninjas put in the chat uh, because Justin is now officially leaving Ibanez to go to to go to. to... <laughs> Poo Ninja, there's an open spot on the Ibanez roster? <laughs> question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I was, I, I, I let me let me digress a second um we we were i was chatting with with justin earlier today and i was like coincidentally going through a couple artist texts and, and his his artist folder was was on my desktop and he like sent me a mean text so i i captured a video of me deleting his artist folder and i sent <laughs> this video <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, available <laughs> on patreon <laughs> all right oh, justin that's, that, that's a solid solid choice um dan it is your turn i believe let's have yeah, a little please. uh a little theme tune Right. So yeah, smooth music. Nice. Andy, Andy made that, and I still haven't picked, put it on my phone as a uh, jingle when I get a call. Every week. Me. Send me five oh, bucks and I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the Benjamins. I don't know why. Anyways, True. so my pick, I, I, I want to say my pick is, is gold. I, I'm even about to say it's, it's solid gold. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Because I picked today the Solid Gold FX Commodore Overdrive pedal, and uh, you know, for the background, you're gonna know, understand that I have a lot of history with uh, the Bluesbreaker, which used to be my you know go-to pedal that I was completely unhappy with, sold it, and then later on regretted it, and now up to this day, I highly adore this pedal, not just because you know it, it's one of the, the 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 legendary you know pedals that Clapton used, and it's all, always a big influence on a lot of guitar players. Um, 
but but also because I, I don't know it just it, that pedal has something magic about that and now solid gold is uh, reissuing or, or um, releasing a pedal called the commodore overdrive and this is special because it blends the classic blues breaker with a fuzz pedal and uh yeah so it's a blues breaker circuit <laughs> and he's freaking out yeah <laughs> blues breaker circuit with uh, imperial mark ii fuzz and uh yeah i don't know i i i'm i would i rarely want to try pedals but that pedal was something that i really wanted to have in my in my dan cave and try it out i like that it's got the sliders instead of regular knobs i think we have way too too few pedals with actual sliders you know it's like i'm digging graphical eqs and i'm digging sliders because you can easily even adjust them while playing how do you adjust a, a knob while playing but if you have a you know, if you put off your shoes while playing, you can even adjust the sliders a little bit while playing live. I've done that before with the echo shifter and other pedals. Even uh, I think for the for the Memory Man Deluxe, there are pedals and there are uh, companies, third party companies, uh, that you can put on the knob some some what's it? it looks like a T like a T bar almost. So you put that. Is it the, is it the, the option T. knob? The option knob, yeah. So it, it enables you to kind of actually adjust the settings either with your hands or even with your feet. And I've I'm a big with fan any of part of your body, Dan, your elbow, yeah, sure. <laughs> your knee, yeah. your nose, your nose, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mustache, your mustache, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. okay, I think that's that's a solid choice. Um, yeah. I, I love the the other solid gold effects fuzz sounds. Never played it. Don't work with solid gold effects yet. Love the blues breaker. Have one. Have a blues breaker amp. Have several blues breaker star pedals. Have loads of fuzzes. What's not to like? Yep. Huh? And it's two hundred twenty bucks, so it's not, you know, it's, it's 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 expensive, but it's not like bloody expensive, like some other pedals. Yeah. And it it looks very sturdy. I'm I'm digging those old, you know, C sixty four Atari two thousand six hundred Commodore graphics, you know, eight bit looks. Um, that's. I think it's just a good package, and I would really like to try that out. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it seems understated. I hope it does well. I hope it sells lots, because mm -hmm. I thought it sounded better than they're the marketing it, uh, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Andy, Andy's demo is great. Andy demos from, from Reverb. Um, okay. Andy, yeah, great, great video. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to take a look at the chat, see what's going on, and see if there's any love for that. Um, Fergie in France said he kicked the sliders <laughs> on stage. Yeah. Uh, we, we should really pay more attention to the chat. I'm, so, I'm sorry we don't. It's just the three of us are having so, so much fun. Um, uh, Fergie in France is, is confused that no one has picked the boss bass amp. Um, but that's, we're not bass players, so. I was, I was, I was I mean that with love. I'd love to be a bass player. I'd love to be great at bass, and I do enjoy playing bass. But uh, I'm, I'll play bass for you, and you'll, you'll discover that I'm not a bass player. <laughs> um, I'm not a bassist. I think there's a difference between a bass yeah. player and a bassist. I'm a bass player, but I'm not a bassist. Okay. Okay. Um, right. I guess we have to go to the point where. I win the week by everybody saying that my pick was the best. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Let's see. Let's see. Or not. 
when we have three picks we choose to buy <laughs> borrow or burn one you have to buy one you have to borrow and one you don't have to you don't really have to but you have to burn it but it doesn't have to be you know mine um when we buy borrow or burn buy borrow or burn all right let's go to the chat to see who is by borrowing or burning i haven't decided for myself um justin normally what we do is i we we pick for each other we try and guess yeah. what the other one's going to do oh, i know okay. you've done your guitar stories research um it's kind of obvious which one we might buy because of which one we've chosen but the other two get quite interesting so okay. uh people in the chat you you make your choices now which one you're going to buy you could you don't have to burn the gibson just remember um, you could burn anything. There's two others. Justin, would you do you want to pick for do you want to pick for Dan because you know Dan a bit better than than you know me. And okay, hmm. I would say Dan would uh, buy the pedal, would borrow the Jeff Loomis, and would burn that uh, beautiful door in the background from the Chipson poster. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Spot on. I have some sentimental feelings towards the Theodore that Gibson released, but you know, against the Loomis, we're talking about a crazy expensive ugly guitar or kind of ugly guitar against a sleek shred monster. You know, I'll definitely follow the choice that you just made. So, yep, spot on. Crikey. All right. Before we go any further, can I just say, in my defense, <laughs> that we are that people of the world often pick on Gibson for just doing the same thing over and over and over and I'm me included and that's true and we should always remember that they've done something that isn't the same thing over and over and over they've done something that's new that's also old just putting that out there before you make your decision you know that should be factored in to <laughs> your choice <laughs> he's, he's trying everything to win tonight yeah I never care about winning, but today I want to really defend the Gibson Theodore. All right, Dan, you're going to choose for me, please. Yeah, I was I was just imagining you. You know, you still remember the video that that uh, uh, Margaret Neasy did, and I'm I'm just like envisioning you sitting on your in your studio with the guitar and defending, like doing a five minute video defending the guitar. You know, <laughs> <laughs> listen, community, guitar community. <laughs> You are bored by the same yeah. designs all over again. So give it a chance. <laughs> it's not a bad guitar. Even the price tag. If give you Ted a so chance. There's so much value in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So it's my turn? Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, Mr. Andy, you are buying the Gibson. No, you're not buying the Gibson Theodore. You're borrowing the, the Gibson Theodore because it's still a lot of money. You're burning the Jeff Loomis and you're buying the Commodore. Boom! Straight to the top of the class, Dan. There you go. You nailed it in one. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying that Gibson as much as I love it. I, I And I will defend it. Uh, they need to release a version that normal people can afford. Um, even if it is an all-around guitar, according to some people. Um, yeah, it's it's too too expensive to buy. I know this is theoretical, but it just doesn't make any sense. I understand as a marketing ploy. Yeah, make it as expensive as you want. Get some doctors to spend some money, and uh, and then release it. Hopefully, I hope to some regular people with a big fat fifty-eight neck. 
Oh, that's yeah. what we need. Approved. Big Approved. fat fifty-eight neck. All that stuff going on. Even maybe of a single pickup version that could be sort of quirky indie punk. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, I buy I buy the pedal. Yeah. Let me, let me just quote gearnews.com when they when they were talking about the archive collection, they stated Gibson Custom Shop is making this archive collection of just 318 instruments. And now that comes to the most important part. They write, which is possibly about 300 too many, in my opinion. <laughs> Ow, burn. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the author? I, I have give, give props to him. That's, that's amazing. Is it Jeff? Uh, There's a guy called Jeff that does writing. I like his uh, writing. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff, but, thumbs up. Great nice job. one. Well done, Jeff. Um, before I choose for Justin, let's go to the chat and I'll read through some of the people's chat picks. We've got Fergie in France. Um, I am. I don't even need to read his. I know what Fergie in France is going to choose. Uh, buy the Loomis Jackson, borrow the Lionel Richie pedal. Like what you did there, and smoke the kipper-shaped Gibson. It does look like a kipper, like a, like a fish tail. I'll give you that. Uh, Sarang. <laughs> Uh, an interesting turn of events. He'd buy the Theodore. Oh, what? oh, I got one. I got one. Borrow the Commodore and burn the Jeff Loomis. The latter two are nothing special. I despise the Theodore. It's more interesting than the rest. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jason Welch would. He would buy the Teo, borrow the Commodore, burn the Jackson. Melodify would buy the pedal, borrow the Jackson, burn the Theodore. Ouch. Peter or Peter would buy the pedal, borrow the J, burn the G. That was hard to read. Uh, Valeria would buy the Commodore just for the sliders, borrow the Lumi and burn baby burn the sad SG with the cracked and twisted headstock. Sorry, Andy. You're not, you're not sorry, Valeria. You're not. Come on, be honest. Um, any more, any more. Uh, don't, April Kurtz doesn't like Theodore. I think that's it from people guessing in the chat. Oh, no. Ian Johnston, our last one. Uh, buy the Jackson, borrow the Ted, and burn the Commodore because I was a Spectrum kid. Oh. Okay, fair enough. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't like the colors of the ZX Spectrum and the 128. But anyway, I digress. Okay, Justin, our guest, our super special yeah. guest for episode 66. Would you please choose for me for you no hang on no, no hang on it's for me <laughs> dr dan chooses for you yeah i Just already you. picked andy <laughs> yeah i got i i got confused hang on let me take a drink from my batman sippy cup <laughs> instead i'll choose for you okay you're gonna buy the theodore just kidding you're gonna buy the jeff loomis but you're not gonna let dan know about it you're going to <laughs> Borrow the pedal and you're going to burn the Gibson Theodore. Not exactly correct. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I have enough guitars that I really love. So why buying, buying another one? But do you know what I don't have? I never had in my entire career is a pedal. I never bought a pedal and I never used, really used the pedal. I'm a co now all the hate against me and I'm going to hang behind. It's, not, it's not hate, Justin, it's confusion. <laughs> I I'm, <laughs> since since Justin, I'm since I'm 12 years I, old I'm I'm a digital guy. I started with the line six. Now I'm Kemper and all that kind of stuff. I never even owned a real amp. 
All right, so uh, that was episode 66. Thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where is wow. Anakin Skywalker when you need him? Um, <laughs> just so you know, Justin, there are, there's help. There are phone lines for people <laughs> like you. There are websites. You can email me anytime you want. Message me on Instagram. I can talk you through this. We can go through your mistakes. And, and we can rectify this. It's, I'll make it my mission in life. <laughs> but please continue. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I would buy the pedal, borrow the Loomis, and of course burn that Gibson SG kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, people of the chat, what pedal would you think Justin should buy as his first ever <laughs> pedal? First ever pedal, what should he buy? I'm going to go in with Boss DS1. Dan? Tube Screamer? TS10. TS10, yeah. Oh, no, the TSV808. Okay. Yep. Oh, it was a okay. Tube Screamer. I wasn't expecting you to actually <laughs> choose a Tube Screamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TSV808, that's the, the Vamram Tube Screamer. It's still one mm. of my favorites. So if it, if, it, if it was not a Tube Screamer, then a, a pedal that you definitely need. I like the Carmartin Compressor. And one of my all-time overdrive favorites is the um, the Bibi preamp. Hmm. Very very sweet and and smooth overtones. So yeah, I have all of that somewhere on my PC in ones and zeros. So <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> yes, you do, kind of. It's no, it's all the same right. when it gets. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, we've got some cracking suggestions, Justin, if I may read them to you as yeah. a suggestion for your, your shopping thing. And, <laughs> and please use my affiliate links and all that. Uh, first up is, of course, the Boss Metal Zone from Murray Coop. Um, then we've got the Korg Miku from Serang. We've got Small Stone <laughs> uh, or Big Muffin EHS from Guitar Ruckus. Some solid suggestions there. We've got Korg, oh, Korg Miku again. Trey has suggested... The Electro Harmonics B9. That's a um, uh, what's it called? A um, I can't think of the word. Keyboard kind of thing. <laughs> that organ kind of thing, right? Organ. That's the word yeah, I'm looking yeah. for. My goodness. Strymon Flint. That is a good pedal. That that is one mm -hmm. of my favorite pedals of all time. Uh, Rat Distortion. Big Sky. Okay. Valeria just says not a fuzz. <laughs> Evil laughter. Dod Carcosa from Jason Welch. Boss DD3 from Fergie in France. Uh, Mark Conus is also suggesting the Ibanez TSV 808. Got Good a thumbs fun. up from Dan there. Dan Dan doesn't give those thumbs up away lightly. Nope. Dad will ever see that again. I send you. Oh. By the way, I send you a nice meme if you want to share that with the rest. It because it fits so well in episode 66. Uh, why do you send me stuff mid-show? It's just, it's just so, I don't, I don't, so I don't much work. I know, I know. It's disturbing, but it's still, it's our show, so we can have fun. You're, you're disturbing the, the force with your stuff. There it is. Go on. <laughs> uh, for the people listening to the audio version, it is the Order 66. And this poor young child is saying, I have never owned a pedal, Master Skywalker. And he's at the Jedi. He's at the Jedi Temple, about to slaughter the younglings, <laughs> but, but only because, but only because they made the confession that they've never owned a single guitar pedal. 
Yeah, can happen. <laughs> did um, oops, what have I done to the the layout? What, did you just make that meme? Yep. You made <laughs> that meme as we're doing the show. Yeah. I'm wow. like I'm 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 the living meme generate generator. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's Why don't you press the buttons? Of... You should press the buttons in the show next time, and I'll sit there and send you <laughs> bloody photos. <laughs> I will be. I will be vengeance by the end of the show. You have yeah, to be well, light to the people. That's I'm right. amazed, Justin, that you you've never had a pedal, never had a pedal, but um, yeah, I support your choices. <laughs> Support your choices. Um, okay, well, we should do, you know, we should probably talk to you, Justin, in an official way. We should talk about your guitar stories. We should talk about all the things that I promised we talk about at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I only met about an hour ago, and already I feel very close to you. So you're very welcome here on the Guitar Stories podcast. Thank you very much. Just get a few fuzz pedals in your life, and we could be friends. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. could be the well, one who's bringing the pedals in his life you know yeah by educating him yeah good all right well i'll do my best um dan do you want to just sort of just summarize a little bit of an intro again for people that have just joined us or people that don't know justin who is yeah, justin who is justin justin is an ibanez artist and also one of the most profound guitar players from germany who's touring with the band eternity's end He's just released a course called the Zen of Speed Picking. And it's very likely that uh, some of you already know him from his viral hit where he covered a Dream Theater song that got released only like a couple hours after the official release. And that would probably be a good starting point. Justin, how on planet Earth can a mere mortal cover a Dream Theater song so properly, you know, note by note within less than 24 hours? How is that even possible? Well, it's actually not that hard, to be honest. <laughs> I start and I finish after I have listened to everything. No. Um... <laughs> That's a lie. Go on. <laughs> no, I, wow. I, I think why it's so easy for me, it's because I'm living the crap out of Dream Theater music since 17 years now. I okay. can surely say I have try to learn or cover one day in my career um, like 90% of all of the songs from Dream Theater um, mm-hmm. and I know the kind of style and how Petrucci is playing really really well so um, he is not inventing the real anymore they are not that kind of inventive kind of prop brand like they used to be in the 90s and they don't have to invent the real anymore no please please i hope that they are doing the stuff that they are doing and not <coughs> doing some some crazy shit and trying to mm-hmm. reinvent the wheel um so yeah i nowadays listening to some Petrucci stuff and then just by listening can assume okay what kind of line or what kind of riff this could be and something like this because i'm really familiar to the style of uh, john petrucci and um yeah what also comes to that is that i would assume i have a kind of developed ear due to my uh, time in in jazz school and jazz university um it's not that big developed like from guys like Martin Miller or stuff like that, but it's it's obviously enough to listen to Dream Theater and figure out what they are doing. 
And um, yeah, I would say that's about it. It's nothing more like that. I have to say, on the other hand, it's it's totally um, harder for me to, for example, um, figuring out what guys like Ingvi Malmsteen or some people like that mm -hmm. is playing. Because what else come to this point is that Petrucci is really, really playing. Uh, his playing is really clean. He You, you hear something and you can... Uh, assume what it is and know what it is by Malmsteen, who's more kind of improvising his solos. It's a little bit harder to figure out what kind of lines he's playing and what kind of melodies or riffs he's playing. So mm -hmm. I have to say to to listen to or to figuring Petrucci out of uh, with your ear, it's actually, yeah, a pretty easy thing. It's maybe pretty good for people who want to start um, transcribing stuff or figuring stuff out by ear because it's so clean and so well done from uh, mm. the playing side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's understandable. So like the note choice that, that Petrucci kind of uh, makes is, is something that you already have ingrained in your DNA because you studied his playing already, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 He's yeah, yeah. absolutely the biggest influence for me ever. And I wouldn't sit here and do this kind of weird thing when I it doesn't discover Dream Theater when I was like 14 years. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like on a much much more minor scale, I have like similar uh, similar experiences. Like I listened to the new, actually I shared it with you, the new Andy Timmons yeah. records, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the songs you you kind of identify some some short snippets or some runs that you have heard previously in a, a like a similar fashion or even the same fashion, and that kind of clicked. And I really like that, like you know, it's like the Paul Man's Eureka effect. You know that I identify like this little passage and this little passage for you. It must be like. All right, I hear that song. Uh, all right, eighty percent deciphered. Okay, we can yeah. go take it from there. You can practice this, like you can practice a technique as well. Um, mm -hmm. You can develop your ear like that. Um, when I was back in, in jazz kind of university, my teacher, one of my teachers, was one of the biggest transcribers for bebop jazz musicians. And one of my tasks for an exam was to transcribe one solo from a bebop artist. And I was kind of figuring out over one week, okay, what he's doing in the first bar. It was really hard for me. And then I was sending him the song that I was trying to transcribe. And the next day, the uh, day after that uh, I was sending the song to him he came with a sheet of paper and transcribed me the complete solo in just like a few hours and mm -hmm. then I realized okay it's just training you can train your ear and some phrases they're repeating and some licks are repeating and even the greatest guitar players on earth they always have some licks where you can uh, yeah, that they are repeating as his mm -hmm. kind of playing this kind of style so after mm -hmm. listening a lot to those kind of guys <coughs> Players, it's not that kind of a big mystery anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Can you can you shed a little bit of light how you like actually do the the um, <laughs> the, the, the that how how do you kind of um, cover that? Like, do you um, do you listen to it like once or twice, or do you already take notes? Like, how is that process from okay. just hearing it for the first time until you actually hit the record button <laughs> and and kind of record your own playing? Okay. First, the first thing I do is, is I download the song illegally, illegally, illegally. Is that the right illegally? word? Illegally, 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 illegally. Yeah. illegally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, police! <laughs> <laughs> and then I um, get into my car, 
turn on the MP3 and bang the hell out of it from my car speakers and really being happy, first of all, that Dream Theater is releasing or Jan John Petrucci in general is releasing a new song and uh, annoying everybody from my neighborhood and the street where I live because that crazy dude is again driving at 12 at midnight uh, during the streets listening to a lot of Dream Theater really loud. Um, <laughs> so that's my first listening, really enjoying the music, first of all. And then yeah, after that, I would say um, I've listened it a couple of times, taking some notes, um, thinking about the time signature, maybe the tuning. The tuning is the first thing I want to figure out because it's really crappy when you start transcribing something and then you realize, oh, no, you are in the wrong tuning. It's actually kind of a D standard or it's drop right. tuning or something like that. Um, but luckily, Petrucci is not that kind of player who is playing with a lot of crazy tunings. Um, you have to figure out, okay, is it maybe on a seventh string? Is it maybe in the D standard tuning, but not something like open tuning or stuff like that, which makes a lot of things easier. Um, yeah, and then I listen to it part for part, section for section, trying to transcribe everything. And I'm really happy about every section that kind of repeats, like when there is uh, <laughs> a chorus and then later on there's this chorus as well, because that means for me, I don't have to transcribe it anymore. But the problem by Dream Theater is that this is not really happening. <laughs> <laughs> they don't repeat or have a chorus that kind of repeats. No, they, they have, yeah. but um, there are always some, some kind little variations into it, but you can figure it out pretty quickly. Um, yeah, and then I go piece for piece, part for part, transcribing and recording at the same time to check, okay, is my transcription right and stuff like that. That's, and, that's, a, good, that's a good hint, uh, yeah. yeah. What I also do, um, which is really important nowadays for me, is I film myself immediately when I'm transcribing it. Because the problem is, to be honest, the cover that you are seeing in the videos, no, they, they are mine. They are not live. I'm, I'm not really doing some smoke or mirror stuff. Um, that's totally fine. But um, yeah. after, after I have uh, transcribed it, I totally forgot how I played it. Uh, because when you're transcribing it like four hours or five hours, and then you come to the end, to the last note, and then I was often sitting there like, shit, how did I play the first part? How did it go? And because I recorded it and then I forget how to play it because there's so much uh, stuff, so much else stuff that you want to transcribe. Uh, so nowadays it's really important to film myself immediately so I can check the videos. Oh, okay, that was the right fingering. Oh, okay, this was a run and stuff like that. So I don't <laughs> have to transcribe it kind of twice because that happens in the past that again, okay. I forgot how to play some certain sections and then I have to transcribe it twice. <laughs> okay. Is there any like software that you use that's that you use your go-to software? Mm, I I use Reaper as a DAW, um, and there I just slow down everything. It doesn't change the pitch, uh, and slow down everything, and try to okay check if I get the right notes. Sometimes I work a little bit with the equalizer uh, to get a little bit more kind of sound out of the guitar, but um, that's not really necessary on Dream Theater kind of thing because you only have one guitar there and you don't have to figure out what is this kind of guitar playing and this kind of guitar playing. Um, so this is a little bit clearer, which was a lot harder. I did a cover from a German power metal band called Blind Guardian. And mm -hmm. they have tons of layers of guitars and five, six guitars playing over each other. That was really hard to figure out, okay, what kind of guitar am I transcribing right now? Um, so 
there in this kind of case, Dream Theater is really, really a lot easier than some other bands on this kind of perspective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, otherwise, no, not not any kind of secret uh, software that I use to make this. No. Do are you, you are you slowing it down? Sorry, are you slowing yeah. it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I'm slowing it down when when okay. it's needed. Sometimes there are some sections which are okay when they are in the original tempo, and sometimes um, you're not really figuring out the right thing when you're slowing it down. That can happen sometimes that you get confused by maybe some interference from other instruments and stuff like that, and um, so you can get the bigger picture a little bit easier when it's faster. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm slowing cool. down most of the time. Yeah, I think you you kind of touched on this, but do you still enjoy the music even though you're working so fast on it? And then is it still a, a, as a listener has that experience? Mm, that's kind of a tricky thing to be honest. Um, I of course enjoying the first time listening it, and as I mentioned, I'm really happy banging to it in my car and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, when you have spent like six hours on the song, it's kind of a different enjoyment. It's more like the challenge of, okay, do I get this covered and transcribed in this kind mm -hmm. of kind of time? Um, and it has nothing to do with making music anymore, to be honest. It's just more like a sport, like a challenge. It's like, <laughs> mm, do you know the term speed running in gaming when somebody is trying to play a game as fast sure. as possible? It's like kind of speed running that kind of music and trying to figure it out and cover it uh, as fast as possible and then challenging myself. And uh, this is the thing which makes a lot of fun. And All right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, that's cool. cool. That's, that's super interesting. Can be really stressful sometimes. Um, the last I'm sure. Time, <laughs> the last time I did this was uh, with the Jason Richardson song, which was a completely new challenge for me because Jason Richardson parts, they are okay, but there was another guitar player on that song, which is called a really weird guy like Tim Hansen, he's calling. And um, yeah, Tim Hansen. Ivanus Artist. <laughs> Ivanus Artist. And he has a really interesting kind of unique kind of style, which is not really my kind of style. So this was really hard to figure out. But there was one thing where I facepalmed myself so hard because <laughs> I was transcribing this song like for six or seven hours, really, ah, oh, fuck, what is he doing? And really getting desperate. And then I realized that Jason Richardson was selling the tabs, the official tabs on his website the moment there when he released huh? the song. So I could buy the tab seven hours ago and I haven't to transcribe anything, which no. makes everything so much easier. And he is going to release a song on, a song on Friday and I will try to do this again, but this time I'm definitely going to buy, going to buy the tabs immediately. <laughs> so for me. Well, I remember... That was desperate. Oh. Yeah. I remember even worse uh, he, because Justin just said that Tim Henson's style is so unique and it's so hard to kind of nail it. Uh, even Tim was releasing a video shortly after the official video release. He was playing solo his yeah. part yeah. so you could yeah. very easily figure out what he was doing yeah. com in comparison to the actual yeah. produced song. Yeah. And I was, was so focused on transcribing and haven't checked the internet if there are any <laughs> kind of tabs or transcriptions from the official kind of site. Because yeah. Dream Theater or bands like that doesn't do that. They don't do that really. But modern players, uh, they are really doing that a lot uh, nowadays. And 
yeah, that can help, of course. And I totally screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. It was still it was still great. So, yeah. but um, where was where was one? Where did I want to go? Well, anyways, um, I think a big part of why you are also able to kind of pull that off is because you're very disciplined when it comes to your daily routine. Mm -hmm. And this was a part that I, when I was uh, discussing with Andy that I wanted to have you on the show, uh, was also something that I'm always intrigued by. By that, if, if if people are living a much different lifestyle or structure that they much differently, uh, for example, like Andy and I do, can you fill us in a little bit how? why and how you changed your life and, and how you are currently structuring your day because i think that's it's pretty in intriguing yeah. and we could also talk a little bit about that further okay that's it's kind of a little bit controversial topic and i have to see i have to say i'm no kind of doctor but i only sleep three and a half hours at night um, <laughs> yeah, i get that view every time <laughs> i do something which is called poly polyphasical sleep I do, I do this now since 2016. I started that in August 2016. And I sleep three and a half hours at night and do three power naps during the day. Um, so I go to bed at midnight. I wake up at 3 a.m., sometimes even 3, uh, th um, sorry, not 3, 3.30 and sometimes 3 a.m. And uh, then I do power naps at 7 a.m., uh, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. How long are the power naps? Oh, around 30 minutes, yeah. 20 to 30 minutes, okay. yeah. Six hours. Yeah, yeah, it's around six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry like please it, continue. It's, it's again totally normal. I mean, a lot of people are just sleeping six hours during the day. Um, so, yeah, wh why did I do that? Well, some, some people call it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, um, some people may assume that I'm a disciplined guy, uh, but I'm only a disciplined guy when it comes to guitar playing and to guitar practicing. Uh, in every kind of other term in my life, I'm no, not at, when I tell to my family that people are thinking I'm disciplined, they are laughing the hell out of it. <laughs> you? No. <laughs> um, just kind of sad, to be honest. Um, but um, I have done this in a time where, yeah, where I was thinking, okay, I need more time. I, I did a lot of teaching back in the day. I was studying uh, still at the jazz guitar school. Back in the day, I had something which is called a wife, which cost a lot of time, to be honest. And um, uh, yeah, and I needed time to practice. So I thought, okay, where can I make a cut? Okay, I cannot cut time from my university. I cannot cut time from teaching that much. I cannot cut time from my wife. So I had to cut time from my sleeping. And yeah, I then go to the internet and just search for how can we sleep less. And there I come across the thing which is called the polyphasical sleep. And I started it. The first three days were horrible. It was really uh, terrifying. But after the third day, it was kind of a mind-opening thing. And nowadays, I'm really used to it. And I'm changing it, of course, here and there. Um, for example, I was pretty sick the last couple of days. And there, of course, I'm not sleeping only three and a half hours. There I'm sleeping regularly or trying to get a, as much as sleep as I can. Mm. I'm listening a lot to my body nowadays. I'm listening okay, when I'm tired or when maybe I need the energy to be really completely at the next day. And um, for example, I won't do this um, in two days when I'm at the Ibanez guys because they invented me to come over to do another live stream. And there, of course, I can't say during the live stream, oh, sorry, I have to do a power nap now. So I'm... <laughs> 
<laughs> sleeping, of course, uh, like a regular normal person, like seven to eight hours, and then I'm uh, fit during the day. And okay. yeah, that's kind of my thing now. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I'm so used to it because as I've mentioned, nowadays I don't have something again like jazz university or teaching that much or even something which is called a wife. Um, so, but I'm so used to it that I can't get rid of, to be honest. I'm still doing okay. this and I have a lot of time during the day to do stupid stuff like practicing guitar or playing PlayStation or something like that. Has your, has your guitar playing... Um benefited from that like because you had like dedicated dedicated now you had dedicated spots where you could say okay i allocate the slot from you know the first nap and the second nap to guitar playing and i strictly do guitar playing or was that that's something that's not really related to that i don't know to be honest i I can't even say for sure if it's it generally has some benefits for me or if it's even worse for me i i haven't felt anything uh yeah compatriot um like a normal person um i'm practicing the first four to five hours a day so this is really important for me to practice just when the day started where your head is fresh and clean and you don't have any any stuff uh going on that day and you are really relaxed um well i i do have my morning morning kind of routine and workout then i have something which is called eat the frog doing the most annoying thing in the morning um and this is something I do for <laughs> half an hour, and then I start practicing. And yeah, I do this before my nap. Yeah. All right. Eat the frog. I, I've never heard of that before. No, I, I have. It's, it's a typical term for time management people. Okay. There was a complete book written about this. Yeah. Okay. I've always said eat the camel, and I didn't know there was an eat the frog. So nobody wants to eat a frog. So you yeah. eat the frog first. Yep. I, I have so except, except for many Fergie. questions. Fergie might so many questions. Yeah. yeah. But Go I. No, I don't know what they are. I, I, there are so many <laughs> that I cannot put them into words. Like, none of them are to do with the guitar. Zero guitar questions. <laughs> They're all to do with, you know, existentialism and as a parent, the, you know, what I could do with that. Maybe I could finally watch Sopranos. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, you remember that I was so uh, amazed that you didn't, own any pedals that has got that's so far in the past now that is irrelevant <laughs> that is the, never buy any pedals as far as i'm concerned I, I don't care about that anymore i'm considering getting rid of mine <laughs> but but let's call it what it is it's napping isn't it it's, it's napping polyphasical sleeping yeah. it's napping yeah there are different stages napping. out of it um some people are starting with um a circle where you are kind of uh, just sleeping five hours and then doing one power nap during the day. Um, but there are also the extreme kind of circle, which I did uh, during a, a summer break, uh, summer holidays a few years ago for like four weeks where you only do naps and don't sleep longer than 30 minutes. And this was kind of really, really weird. And I stopped that, not because I felt tired or I felt exhausted. I stopped that because I was missing the the beautiful bed with my wife in that and I want to, to, to only get into the bed and really being a little bit longer in bed than only for 30 minutes, uh, which can be boring after some time. So well, yeah, this is you get the coming. most important stuff done, but other than that, there's not a lot of time for cuddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was not my fault. <laughs> oh, right. Let's talk about 
let's talk about anything else. Let's talk about your course, the Zen <laughs> yeah. of speed picking. Am I getting yeah. that right? Is that the name yeah. right? Yeah, that's the Zen of speed picking. What can we expect from your course? I've seen the trailer. People may not have seen it. If you have, we'll put links in the video description and mm -hmm. the podcast description. Mm -hmm. What do people learn on your, your Zen speed picking course? Well, they learn my, I would say, experience about my one of my favorite techniques when it comes to shredding, which is speed picking. Um, alternate picking in the right hand, especially focused on a thing called pick slanting, where you angle the pick in a certain way to get better from one string to the next string, which is kind of most of the, um, I would say, the things where people are getting stuck and not really getting up to tempo and something like that. And I mean, there are a lot of stuff about pick sending out there from the great Troy Grady and even good friends of mine like Marty Miller. And so they talked about it and I really got into it and create a lot of um, exercises for it. But for me, it's really important to have kind of musical exercises. So I get rid of all the kind of spider stuff and chromatical stuff because you don't have a musical purpose by them. You cannot use them in a musical way. There is no cool solo where you are playing the beautiful melodies and then you are doing the spider or something like that in between the solo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing that or you shouldn't do that because no. that won't sound good, I would say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all my exercises are based on a musical kind of um, purpose that you can use in a musical way and you can use them as blueprints to create, of course, more exercise because I want to um, encourage everybody to be creative with those exercises. Yeah, but it's like now it's I did two add-ons and it's kind of more than or nearly five hours where I talk about speed picking and showing exercises and more than 50 exercises and yeah, all about picking the art or the then of speed picking. Yeah. So much about that. <laughs> all with, Sounds great. All with great PDFs, so everything yeah. is transcribed properly for, yeah. for the folks that they want to, you know. Slow it down and kind of figure out what he's playing. And I just gotta just gotta support what what uh, Justin was saying. Uh, I even have it on my phone. There are a couple couple exercises that are very melodical, and you can incorporate that easily into your playing. Once you kind of get the the uh, the memory, like the muscle memory, done, uh, you you immediately connect and you understand like the musical approach and the idea behind that, and you're able to kind of get that into your mm -hmm. playing. And I think this is the integral part for those kind of exercises. Because usually with those courses, you take away, you know, take away one, two or three things if, you know, if you're good and if you're really investing time in that. But with that, with your course, I really had the feeling that there's a lot of, there are a lot of like smaller or even larger nuggets mm -hmm. that you can take and incorporate rather effortlessly into your playing. Yeah. And this is something that, yeah. I, that I really like about it, you know, and um, yeah. And you can also start from the beginning to the end, but on the other hand, you can also just randomly pick uh, an exercise, check which kind of pixel and you're working on that, and then you can mm -hmm. try to involve, uh, include that into your uh, pick and your practicing routine. And there mm -hmm. are also two workouts, which is something that I really like to do, 50-minute workouts in there that you can easily include in your daily practice routine when you don't have much time to practice, because not everybody has like me four to five hours a day to practice. You only maybe have half an hour when you have stuff like family uh, or business work or something which is called sleep which i don't know what that is and um, there you have some workouts that you can easily include into your mm -hmm. kind of practice routine when you don't have much time which are based on that and of course more than 20 leaks inspired by the grandmaster himself john petrucci which was <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. brings us yeah. full circle yes yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. we've been we've, we've been talking about the the uh, the term pick slanting could you for for the the folks on in the podcast that are uh, listening to us or even that are on the live stream elaborate very briefly on what pick slanting really is about okay i tried to do this really quickly because i can get into it really deeply um Imagine you have two strings. I'm now showing a little bit on my finger here. Imagine you have two strings and um, normally what a lot of people are doing is that the, they are holding the pick in an angle where you are, um, the tip of the pick um, points upwards and the end of the picks points downwards. This one is mm -hmm. called downward pick sending and a lot of people are doing this normally. There are of course some people who are doing this the opposite kind of way normally, but I would say 80% of all guitar players are holding the pick really much more like in that kind of angle. But okay. when you now have two strings here and you are, oh, where's my camera here? And you are trying to play three notes on the upper string, for example, one, two, three. Now I want to go to the uh, st uh, string below, but the problem here is you might can see it, you are stuck between those two strings. Okay. So, but when we are turning now our pick slant from downward pick slanting to upward pick slanting, again, show it, one, two, three. Now the tip of the pick is free and we can easily go with one motion, with one movement to the next string where we want to. So it's all about having the tip of the string so free in your playing that's easily to get from one string to the next string, especially in faster tempo. When you have mm -hmm. a slower tempo, it's a little bit easier to, again, wibble on my cameras here, to do this kind of motion that's totally fine when you have a slower tempo when but when you are trying to play 60 note triplets on 100 bpm or 120 bpm or 60 notes on 200 200 something like that it's not that easy anymore and there is this is the reason why a lot of things maybe sound sloppy you hit the next string you don't have the movement right you get slower so this really helps to have a more fluent alternate picking and more fluid speed picking in your right hand without doing something with like economy picking, but doing everything with alternate picking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is a brief, brief explanation, a short explanation on um, how you can do uh, what pick sending is about. It's good. It's good. I mean, I, I hold my pick like you know like a like a monkey has found it in the woods and says what's this thing and you know i i don't hold a pick in a sort of uh traditional way but that that's very interesting to me that's okay okay um, rocket wives just asked in the comments that if the zen of speed picking is about alternate picking or economy picking or both it's only alternate picking here economy picking is a different kind of motion it's a sweep picking motion and i'm more dedicated to alternate picking because I like the sound a little bit more. I think it's a little bit more practical in some certain uh, kind of areas on guitar playing. Uh, so yeah, this one is all about alternate picking. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a lot to digest there. I mean, I, I feel that we should have you back certainly because I want to know more about this sleep. I want to know if your lifespan has been reduced considerably. <laughs> I, I and I'll be honest, I almost want it to be. You know, I, I, I feel that way about it. I'm quite jealous. And, and as I said, you, you don't own any pedals. So, you know, please yeah. join that. Yeah. <laughs> if the people who are watching right now are interested in the then of speed picking, of course, I, of course, have a discount code for oh, all here the we go. guitar stories uh, watchers which is dan what was it again i took the one you choose 
think uh, it's pick of the week, pick, right? Pick of the week, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick yeah, of yeah. the week. When you're uh, using this code while buying the Zen of Speed Picking, maybe someone is uh, putting a link somewhere here, or I can share the link with you guys. Um, then you will get a 50% discount on the Zen of Speed Picking. So do that okay. if you want to boost your speed picking to the next level. Oh man, okay. I really know my <laughs> marketing words. Wow, yeah. you're nailing this. That's really <laughs> generous of you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Valeria, for putting the the elopage.com ah, uh, yeah. link up. So is it pick of the week one one word? So no breaks in the yeah, yeah no breaks in between that. P i c k o f t h e w e e k. Pick of the week. Yeah. Pick of the week. That's right. Awesome. Um, Justin, thank you so much. It's it's been enlightening. It genuinely has. You know, we we always have really nice people on the show. I'll say this, and we always say we'd love to get you back because it's true. Because I often feel that we we need to get more in depth. But I I need I I need to know more about you. I I need I need to look at this sleeping thing. I need to learn how to hold a pick, and I'm going to try your course and try all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Genuinely, it's it. It always feels like we get more friends when we get guests on, and I think that you uh, could live in the Guitar Stories universe very, very, very easily. Thank you so much. Yeah, just let me know if you want to have me again, and I think I should be yeah able to do that. Of course, yeah, I would be <laughs> happy be about it. Yeah, 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 that would be great. And maybe maybe and, we can even do like a a uh, you know invite Christian as well. You know, so we have mm -hmm. uh, the whole like guitar side yeah. of the band, for instance. Yeah. That would be interesting yeah. because he's also a very very technical player and that would be cool to have like different different views on on you know picking on on playing technique as well yeah and you should invite christian because he has some opposite uh, opinions like i have when it comes to practicing guitar Ooh. because uh, he has his um his disease called focal dystonia which is really interesting that he cannot use his middle finger anymore um, because he has practiced too much during his teeny days and therefore he destroyed a little bit his hand so this oh. is he has really interesting stuff to talk about wrong practicing and practicing too much to a point where you are destroying your own playing in your hands yeah so i just i highly recommend to get christian into the show because that's really really interesting what he's about to say and of mm. course he's an absolute terrific player which i Please. hated in the last couple of weeks because i have to learn his stuff for the uh <laughs> For the not any more upcoming tour because the tour was cancelled, but oh. uh, I really got deep into the songs and oh damn, they are hard. That's the hardest stuff that I ever learned. Oh man, damn you, Christian. Okay, <laughs> final question, Justin. How yeah. many cups of coffee do you drink per day? That's one of my biggest problem. I'm coffee addicted, but not to coffee, more like the energy drinks. So I really start in the morning and get my chunk of energy drink inside of me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, that so makes I'm, me feel better. I'm absolutely, uh, this I'm living like with a great conscience and not eating bad. I'm not smoking. I'm not drinking a lot. But energy drink, yeah, this is kind of where I'm addicted to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> can happen. Okay, yeah, not sponsored. Yeah. Completely not sponsored I've, I've, by Red Bull. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Um, and uh, I guess finally, you say that there's an something else coming on Friday of this week because there's a new release coming that you're going to try and do another 24-hour cover. Yeah, Is there's that right? another another Jason Richardson song uh, coming up, and it's the same day where um, Michael Romeo from Symphony X is releasing his single, uh, his new uh, record, his new CD, and I'm trying to get to kind of maybe uh, to transcribe 
both. Maybe the new single from Michael Romeo and the Jason Richardson thing in 24 hours. That's so, a lot of cans of Red Bull. Yeah. My <laughs> goodness. Because I'm going to be at Ibanez the day before with a long drive after that. So ooh, I think this is going to be a hard weekend, but yeah, maybe let's see. <laughs> well, subscribe to Justin's YouTube channel. The links are all in the places where we put text on the audio version and the video. Speaking of the audio version, Dan, would you please ask everyone to leave us five stars? All right. If you had your coffee or not, if you like Red Bull or other caffeine drinks, it doesn't matter. Um, either way, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or give us a show rating on Spotify because this will help us to be more visible and get more interesting guests on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, just if you can't use your phone, just grab someone else's phone while they're taking yeah. one of their power naps. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also do it on there. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, hasn't it, Dan? What a yep. great episode. Thank you so much, Justin, for jumping no in and, and letting us into your, your crazy, crazy world for an hour and a half of the week. Um, episode 66 is done. So I guess we've got episode 67 next week. Yeah, That's going to be a fun one. You know, 67, yep. that great, great number. Already have a guest? Yeah, we do. Shall we, we reveal it? Uh, yeah, we can do. It's a it's a uh, kind of follow up episode on a episode on on a show that fell flat, which is uh, the show that never happened. The show that the never show was. that never happened. The lost episode, yeah, with Jack Gardner. So we are welcoming yeah. Jack Gardner back nice. on the show. Great. Jack will be back. He's bought a new Wi-Fi extender, especially for the show. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so lovely. It's that's sweet, so isn't sweet. it? So that's if you want yeah. more. Ibanez and more amazing guitar playing. Join us next week for Jack Gardner's show, episode 67. Thank you very much for watching, listening, and taking part. Um, yeah, that's the show. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Well, bye. <laughs>